Anyways, I'll have to read it. Anyways, take your Bibles go to Genesis 24. Well, good morning, everyone. Had a good Friday night. I think some of the people are still recovering from the sugar. Uh, that was the first time I, I went to one of those. I didn't get to eat anything. That's okay. Uh, the, uh, the final total on that was $3,670-something uh, dollars uh, is what they took up. And that's, that goes to camp, help us put some kids in camp and uh, pay. It really, I mean, it's just an amazing thing uh, when, you, when you look at it. Uh, it's a fun thing. I think uh, some of the people got, got excessive there at the end, but that's okay. <laughs> like Joe said, it's for the children. That's what, that's what Hillary said. I mean, you should think about that. I mean, it uh, takes a village. <laughs> Come on, man. Now, that's funny. Early. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. Lord, thank you for just letting us come to church. Thank you for everybody that came out. Lord, I pray for those that's on their way that you just give them traveling mercies. Get them here safely. Lord, again, thank you for a book that we can hold in our hand. And uh, Lord, like uh, the song they just sang, more about Jesus, would I know. I would uh, love to know more and more as, as much as I possibly can, Lord. And uh, this lifetime, Lord, is short. Lord, when we get to heaven, uh, what we get there, uh, we'll get a download. We'll have everything at that point, Lord. But uh, this is the only time in history, Lord, that we'll ever get an opportunity to really do something for you, uh, Lord, that'll last for eternity. Uh, Lord, help us now. Uh, teach us. Open our eyes and open our ears and our hearts to the Word of God. And we'll praise you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, thanks, everybody, for coming this morning. Thank you for being here Friday night if you were here. Uh, if you weren't, you missed it. It was a blast. It was really funny uh, to watch everything went on. The food was good, all except for my spaghetti. It wasn't too hot, but uh, everybody else looked like they had fun. Every time I walk around somebody, they go, oh, this is really good. And the bread is really good. And, all this, and they know I can't eat none of it. I, don't, I think it's just their chance of getting me back. And I, they, it's good. It's only fair. What goes around comes around. You just wait till I get my chance in, in a couple of weeks. Uh, uh, verse 34, uh, Eliezer is, is now getting ready. He's finished talking to uh, uh, Laban, uh, Rebekah's father. And Rebekah Rebecca is, is the one that the Lord has chosen. And yeah, you can, uh, oh man, there's so much stuff in this thing. It's, it's unbelievable. Uh, to get the average person to stop, uh, to get the average Christian to stop, forget the average person, they can't even grasp it. Uh, if, if that's the case, you would think that your government would be squared away and that, that everybody that would make all the right decisions and they make no right decisions. And you wonder why they don't. It's because they don't see they're blind. They're blinded. Uh, what the Lord has done for us is he's taken the blinders off so you can see some things. Uh, but the question is, is do you want to see them? Even once the blinders are taken off, a lot of times uh, we don't want to see it. And, and uh, what, what is getting right here is the Lord knew where Rebecca was. There wasn't any doubt in, my, in his mind where Rebecca was sitting. All he had to do was when it was time for Isaac to get a bride, he put it into Abraham's heart to send Eliezer to his, his uh, brethren's place to pick a bride for Isaac. And the Lord already knew where she was. So many times we rush into life thinking we need to go and do this and we need to do that and we need to do this. Really, sufficient of the day is evil thereof. We would just take one day at a time, wake up in the morning, do what we're supposed to do in the morning, do what we're supposed to do in the afternoon, do what we're supposed to do at night, go to bed, uh, say our prayers, read our Bible, do whatever we're supposed to do, uh, and let the Lord have the rest. You'll find out he'll work it all out. The problem is, is we try to work it out, and you can't work it out. However, comma, you should have a future plan. You have somewhere in your mind you should say, 
boy, I sure would like to do this. And if the Lord don't say no immediately, then fine. I mean, like if, if you're just going to be a mobster or a, a drug runner or something like that, I'm sure that he would say no right off the bat. A lot of times the, the, you won't get a no because it won't matter until you're down the road somewhere and all of a sudden the Lord says, shift off this way. So he said in verse 34, uh, 20, 24, 34, and it says, and, and Eliezer's talking. Now, Eliezer's a picture of the Holy Ghost. Now, think of the, uh, the, the Godhead, the, the three parts of God, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Eliezer is, is, in this, is playing the part, and he doesn't know it, but he, he's playing the part of the Holy Spirit. Abraham's uh, the part of God, and, and Isaac is the part of Jesus Christ. And he said, I am Abraham's servant. He's not taking credit for anything he's done. Uh, so many churches out there, the Holy Spirit never brings attention to himself. If you go into a church and they say, the Holy Spirit this, the Holy Spirit this, oh, we're full of the Holy Ghost, oh, we're this, we're this. Uh, you can tell right there that you're in the wrong place. You're in the room with a bunch of babies. Uh, the, the Eliezer is not taking credit. He's giving all that credit back to the Father, which is a blessing. Uh, Eliezer is speaking uh, boldly here. Now listen to him, man. I, he, and he said, I am Abraham's servant. Uh, verse 35, and the Lord had blessed my master greatly. I mean, he is not ashamed of, of his position. He is not uh, one, li one bit uh, belittled by him being a servant. He doesn't care one bit. He's equal. He knows that, uh, he knows that Abraham has trusted everything into his hands. Uh, and, and what you got to do, brother, you know, God's trusted everything into your hands. It's, your, it's in your hands. Everything you got is his. Uh, I noticed Friday night uh, a bunch of the young people, man, they were, they were getting it as a frenzy. It was like a bunch of piranhas. Uh, and I don't know whether it was the sugar they were after or what, but uh, I mean, when it came to, to bidding and putting money in, and they knew all the money was going really basically for camp, uh, they didn't really have a heart. I think young people see a need and they do it. Uh, what they, I don't think what they don't see is uh, they haven't grown to the place where they got the understanding that uh, it's not just about buying a, a cheesecake on a Friday night once a year. It's a whole lot more than that because what you do as a church supports the whole thing. Uh, Abraham supported his entire family. He knew he, he had 300 men up on the side of the mountain with him, uh, and Eliezer is just one of those, and, he, and the 300 men had wives and children and everything else. Abraham, to, to have that up there, he supported that entire thing. Uh, but, but the men that worked up there added back in to do the thing. So Eliezer is now talking to Laban, and he's telling him, he goes, my master's got everything. Uh, go, to, go to Acts chapter 4 real quick. I want to show you something here about the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit's great. I mean, he's, he'll guide and direct you. He'll lead you. Uh, he'll teach you what you need to know. Acts chapter 4. He'll get you in trouble. I mean, sometimes you just get in trouble, man. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> it's fun. He leads you. I remember when I tell, I tell a story a lot of times about going and taking the chief's exam. I had no idea what the future held out there, but the Holy Spirit did. The Lord knew. Uh, the Lord knows the end from the beginning, so don't ever think that he doesn't. And when he's warning you not to do something, he's trying to warn you not to do something. Uh, he's not going to come out and say, uh, don't do this because this, 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 and on this day and hour, this is going to happen, 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 this is going to happen. And if you do this, you're going to, he ain't going to do that. He's going to come out and say, don't. That's what he's going to do. He's just going to say, don't. You're going to get this thought in your head, and it's, it's an overwhelming thing that runs, I mean, it's called conviction. I heard somebody the other day, they said, you need to develop your conscience. I'm like, no, you need to cleanse your conscience, and your conscience is already there. You don't develop it at all. It's given to you. It's the, the tool. We, 
We, uh, we quench the Holy Spirit. We sear our conscience. You don't develop anything. Uh, that is not, it's not like morals You don't in a character. You don't develop that. Uh, you have that thing from God. So the Holy Spirit will tell you, I, I was walking from the ship. I tried to please everybody, but I walked from that ship to take that test, and God's my witness. The Lord Jesus Christ is my witness. The Holy Spirit all the way over there said, don't do this. Don't do it. And I mean, it, it's like my hand, something with... I mean, it was all foggy and everything. It was a, I mean, it was a perfect, perfect thing. And I'm like pushing through this foggy crowd. And it's like he's pushing back and I'm pushing through. And I'm over-exaggerating a little bit. But I mean, I, spiritually, that's exactly what I felt like. And I, all the way over there, I knew I should not have taken that test. You say, well, what, what is it? That, well, it's just an advancement test. It's to make, take me up to E6 uh, or to chief. I already knew it. He said, don't take it. I had no idea that, that by taking that test, I was going to be on a ship. And that ship was going to have some of the most gnarly men that you ever met in your life. Anywhere else on, in the Navy, I could have probably took that test and not had a problem. That particular ship, I had the, the, the oldest, one of the oldest, meanest uh, command master chiefs in. Uh, then Blackbird, Master Chief Blackbird, or Burn was one of another old master chiefs. I mean, these were just filthy, filthy men. And the whole ship was that way. And, and the Lord was trying to warn me, don't do this. It's like Paul, Paul going to Jerusalem. Should have never went. The Holy Spirit told him, sometimes I'm telling you what, the Holy Spirit tells us multiple times what not to do, and we just don't do it. Acts chapter 4. He, he'll get you, man. Acts chapter 4, verse 5. Uh, Peter is sitting here. I think I went over this last time, but we uh, had Brother Loman here last week, so I just want to catch up again. And, the, and it came to pass on the morrow that the rulers and elders and scribes and Ananias the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and as many as were of the kindred of the high priests were gathered together at Jerusalem, and they had already locked Peter and them guys up. And says, and when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, verse 8, filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, if the Holy Ghost was going to take credit for something, right here is where he would have taken the credit. Because it says, it says plainly, then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, ye rulers, uh, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to this impotent man, they walked up and said, silver and gold have I none, but what I have, I give thee in the name of uh, Jesus Christ, get rise up and walk. And he did. Uh, so uh, they're, they're calling him in question of that. And then he was teaching some stuff, so they're having problems. He says, uh, then Peter said, being filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, uh, verse 9, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to this impotent man, by what means he is made whole. Be it known unto you, uh, you all, and to all the people in Israel, that by the, the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, that's the entire trinity sitting there, uh, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. He gives Jesus Christ the credit. The Holy Spirit is always going to lift up the Father and uh, Jesus Christ. He's always going to do that. Uh, the, 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 the situation was set up in chapter 3. The Holy Spirit uh, gives credence to Jesus Christ in chapter 4, verse 35, back in Genesis. This is probably one of the greatest chapters in your Bible when you start looking about uh, how God works. And God works the same in our lives as he does Abraham. Abraham is no different than you, by the way. Abraham was a Gentile. Uh, he was just like us. Uh, the only difference, there is, there is no difference. I mean, the only difference is Abraham said yes, and some people say no. 
Uh, God will push you. God will push you. The Lord, even the Jesus, Holy Spirit will get down. He'll push you and push you and push you to reveal something to you, to show you where you have deficiencies. And when he does that, he could do that with all kinds of things. He can do it with uh, a ticket. He can do it with a police officer. He can do it with a friend. He's going to do something in your life. He can do it with, with a, a broken arm. You can fall and break. He's going to do something and see how you react to that scenario. And how you react to that tells you where you are spiritually. It has nothing to do with anything around me. Uh, uh, Joseph was in a, a prison cell. You think he enjoyed the prison cell? No, he, he hated it. I'm, I'm sure he, it's not like, oh, hey, I think I'll just go to prison today and stay there forever. He never chose to do that. That's what happened to him. He had no choice. Uh, he didn't, I think, the day he went out there with his little rainbow coat on. So, you know, sometimes we do cause our own problems. I did the chief thing. Joseph did the rainbow coat thing. Uh, he comes out there with a the rainbow coat. Look what my dad gave me. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Look what. He's got his 11 brothers there. And he's sitting there with his coat on. Look what my dad gave me. He didn't give y'all one. <laughs> you know what that does to the other 11 guys? They want to kill you. And back then, that's exactly what they did. They killed you. Uh, sometimes we do stuff in our lives that generate the problem. Uh, Joseph did something, and then he, he tells his dreams. I had a dream. Oh, you did? The 11 brothers said, here we go again. What's your dream? Well, I dreamed that uh, you 11 bowed down worshiping, basically. And they, they get mad. Well, what would you expect them to do? He's not the eldest. Uh, and his, his wife, uh, it's, it's, it's just a mess. And Joseph, then he tells the second dream. Now he's got Jacob and his wife uh, and uh, his 11 brothers bowing down to him. And pretty soon they throw him in a pit, sell him off down into Egypt. He goes, he's in a prison cell. And all the way down there, Joseph always maintained a testimony around his life. And he was clean. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. Uh, Joseph necessarily didn't do anything wrong, but the Holy Spirit was trying Joseph to see if Joseph could handle what was getting ready to happen to him. What was going to happen to him is the Lord was going to use that man to deliver Egypt and to deliver the world and to deliver Jacob and his family and build a nation of Israel down in Egypt. That's what he was going to do. He did not tell Joseph that. He goes, by the way, you're going to go out in the field and talk to your brothers. And they're going to get mad at you. They're going to throw you in a pit. And when they throw you in a the pit, they're going to sell you. He didn't tell him none of that stuff. They're going to sell you to the, the Ishmaelites. The Ishmaelites are going to take you down and sell you to Potiphar. Potiphar's wife is going to lie on you. And when she gets done lying on you, then they're going to throw you down into prison. So you're going down in prison. So you're going to stay there for two years. And you're going to be down there for two years and in the mire and the muck of a prison. I bet you that was the cleanest prison that Egypt ever had. Uh, Joseph was down there in that prison for two years. And then one day, bam, second to Pharaoh, he walks in there just to give the man some advice. He did not walk in there to be second to Pharaoh. He just walked in there because Pharaoh asked him something, and he was willing to do whatever was asked of him. By, brother, I'm telling you what, uh, the, we got people out there going in militias and all that stuff. That is the, the most wickedest thing I've ever heard of in my life. I am, you cannot go against this government and be right with God. You can't do it. It's impossible. Uh, because the Lord... The, can the Lord not take care of the government? Yes, he can. Why would I go against him? I think, I think police officer, yeah, man, pay him. Give him, a lot, give him double money. I think you ought to give him double honor, double money, double everything. Uh, they're taking care of this, this crazy place. I mean, it's insane. Uh, I, I, th I thank God. They, these people saying uh, the border, I think, yeah, you should put the wall up. You should put it up all over the place. Electroflat, do everything. Keep people out. Have a couple spots where they can come across. And if they do legally, let them come in. I, I don't have a problem with that. But I'm not going to go against my government. No way, shape, form, or fashion. I ain't going to do it. 
Uh, because the moment you do that, you open up a can of worms that is crazy and you remove God working out. I'd rather have the Lord working in my life than have myself working in my life. I can't resolve the problems. Now, you need to understand this when you're reading this story. You cannot resolve your problems. The only thing you can do is turn it over to the Lord and, and let it go and do the right thing. When you do the right thing, guess what? It works. Every single time. Well, in a, in a matter of time, it will. Sometime down there, it will. <laughs> Joseph had to spend a lot of time in jail to get his, get his act right. But the Holy Spirit, what I was trying he was guiding and directing that thing all the way through. And when it was all said and done, Joseph was raised second to Pharaoh. Here, Eliezer is going uh, on a whim, with because Abraham told him to, to find a bride. And he comes up, and boom, there she is right off the bat. Uh, 8 through 10, Peter answers by the Holy Ghost, but not about himself. He's talking about Jesus Christ. And, and the Holy Ghost never, ever, like I said, never talks. 35, uh, Genesis 24, 35. We'll get there. Hopefully I'll get through some, some of these verses this morning. But I'll tell you what, you, you never know when you're going to be by yourself and you're going to have to stand and walk with Jesus Christ by yourself. Uh, it, it won't be nobody else. I had nobody else on those ships with me. I had nobody. It was me. Uh, and what I got out of this book was what carried me through that thing. And all I did was I picked a book up and I said, hey, if I can fix a piece of gear out of a book, surely I can fix me out of this book. And then you got to get to the place where you trust the book, number one. The book has to be trust above all. Uh, you got to throw everything else out. Everything else in this world is, is, is fodder as far as I'm concerned. You throw it all out and you take this book and you lay it up. People say, oh, well, I, I don't know. Catholic Church say church fathers. You got to have the church fathers. And you got to have the, the, uh, the traditions of man. you got to have the traditions and the church fathers. And then you got to have the Bible sitting over here. And then if you got all that together and they still disagree, then we got a pope out here and some bishops and, and cardinals. And they'll make the decision. No, sorry, i got a Bible, and I, I'm just going to use this as a singular thing and let this thing go and direct. And it's per, it worked pretty good for 43 years. Uh, I've watched him do some crazy things. I've watched me do some things against this thing, and I've watched it fall apart. People say, oh, no, that, well, that's just, no. I've watched other people do the same thing, and their lives fall apart, too. I said, this is a great book, and what he's trying to teach here is the Holy Spirit's got it. You know what we got to do is just let him have it. Uh, verse 35, it says, 24, 35, and the, Lord ha uh, and, and the Lord hath blessed my master greatly, and he has become great, and he is gi has given him, or, and, and he hath given him great and he, man, something's wrong with that verse. Let me look at my verse here. Either that or I'm not reading it right. Probably me not reading it right. 35. And the Lord had blessed my master. I think I broke it in half. Master greatly, and he has become great, and he has uh, given him flocks and herds and silver and gold and man ser uh, men servants and maid servants and camels and asses. Now, uh, I did, I break it. Eliezer starts bragging about the father at this point. Uh, my father owns a cattle on a thousand hills. So you take a thousand hills, if you got a billion cows, he owns them all. Uh, there is no company out there that owns all the chickens are gods. Uh, somebody says, what came first, the chicken or the egg? The chicken, obviously. The chickens are his. He, he brought the chicken here, so anybody who's got a chicken after that is, uh, is, uh, got one off of that first chicken. And they've laid some eggs, and boom, there you go, you got your chickens. But, but Eliezer, as the Holy Ghost, is bragging about what Abraham has. You know what the Holy Spirit does? He brags about what the Father has. He always does. The Father's got it all, man. He's got it all. You know what I got? I got everything. Now, what, what's, wrong with, what's wrong with humans and, and Christians especially sometimes is we keep thinking this stuff is ours. 
And it's not ours. It's his. And it's all his. It always was his, and it always will be his. It never was mine. Uh, recently, we went through some stuff, and uh, brother, the money that comes through this church is not my money. Never was mine. Uh, I know very little about how much money we got. I know Jerry tells me we're, we're in the black, I think. If we're not, if we're not, he's lying to me. So y'all go out to him and beat him up. But I, I don't care about that stuff. You know, I, I know that if the Lord's going to make this thing work, he's going to make it work. If he don't make it work, I can't make it. There's a verse uh, over, I think it's in Proverbs. Except the, the Lord build the house, it, it cannot stand. Well, Proverbs, I think it's Proverbs. Proverbs, Proverbs, Proverbs. I know as soon as it's on my head. Anybody know the verse right off the top of their head? Some extreme Bible scholars. Y'all pray for Joe and Paige, they're all sick. I think they got too much sugar. Tell you what, man, that stuff is, I can say that now because I'm not on it. <laughs> I wanted to be on it though, man. What's that? Is it? Is it? Is it? it might be. But anyways, it says, except the Lord uh, build the house, it will not stand. It won't stand. It won't stand. Uh, and, and in a matter of time, it's going to fall apart. They, uh, the world is trying to do whatever they want to do. It's amazing. We, they put uh, four men in space the other day, four civilians now, uh, shot in space. Uh, it's never going to stop until the Lord stops it. A man thinks he can do anything he wants to do, and he, he cannot control eight billion people. Uh, he goes, he's got flocks, he's got herds, he's got silver, he's got gold, he's got men's service, he's got maid service, he's got camels, he's got asses. Now you would say, well, that's just a farmer. Well, back then, that's what it was. Back then, that, there was no Microsoft, and there was no uh, GM or Ford or, or, uh, or NASA or another. I mean, you, had, you're, you were looked at how rich you were by what you had. He's bragging about him. Uh, Psalm 50.10 says, for every beast of the forest is mine. This is the verse I quoted a few minutes ago. And the cattle upon a thousand hills is mine. I know all the fowls of the mountain. This is God talking. I know all the fowls of the mountain and the wild beasts of the field are mine. They're not, they're not anybody else. Uh, we think they're ours sometimes and we think that we control everything. Really, it's the Lord's. And he puts stuff in your hands to really see what you're going to do with what he puts in your hands. And you know what the blessing is about the Lord? It's such a free will. He gives you the choice to do it, but he knows the outcome of everything that's going to be done. He knew... He knew that that day I was, he knew I was going to go take that test. However, comma, the options were all going to still be laid in front of me that day at the table. You take the test, don't take the test. If, if I hadn't taken Paul when he went to Jerusalem, he was going to Rome. The Lord already told him, you're going to Rome. Brother, you ever read your Bible? <laughs> this is the craziest book in the world. Paul, you're going to Rome and you're going to preach to them people at Rome. You're going. How you go is your choice. But you're going to go. Paul says, oh, and, and sometimes, brother, we can get arrogant. And I'll probably do sometimes every now and then. I would, I'm probably arrogant right now. I don't know. Uh, Lord will show me that one day, I'm sure. But, but Paul sits there, I'm going to go and preach to my brethren. The Holy Spirit said, don't do it. They're not going to receive you. And you know what he did? He got to Jerusalem. And the first thing he did, he goes in. They tell him that he gets with the people he shouldn't have been with. And they tell him to go in the temple and, and purify itself. Paul, you didn't come out of that. Why are you going back in? You know what you do? You, you just tarnished what the Holy Spirit did in your life. You just told Peter over here a while back, you got in his face and said, you won't eat with Gentiles, and yet you were eating with them until these other people came, and now, and now you go to Jerusalem and do the exact same thing. And he ends up in prison and goes just by not listening to the Holy Spirit. So the Lord knows 
what's going to happen. He knew Rebecca was sitting here. He knew exactly what he was going to get. Christians who spend, watch it, I put a little note here. Christians who spend much time magnifying the Holy Ghost or his gifts are carnal Christians. Babies, just babies. Uh, and are, are below par with, a, with the Christians who are magnifying and exalting the Lord Jesus Christ. To magnify the Holy Spirit, is that's a childish thing because you're looking for the power there. When you magnify Jesus Christ, you're looking for guidance and growth, and that's what uh, the Lord's going to do for us. Uh, verse, verse 36, he gets done magnifying God. Then he gets in 36, and he goes, the father, Abraham, and he goes, and Sarah, my master's wife, bare a son to my master when she was old, and unto him hath he given all that he hath. That's what the Lord did. Jesus said, all things have been given unto me. So the father had put everything into Jesus Christ, uh, he's got a couple of verses. Go to Matthew 11. Matthew 11, 25. I'm telling you, brother, it's a, it's a, this book is the same all the way through. Uh, it is no different. Uh, you can't read one piece of it. I like, I like uh, rightly dividing because you can't, once you get a hold of that thing, you can't read one part of it and just say, oh, this, the, what happens is a lot of people, they'll pull a verse out and they'll take it out totally out of context, thinking they're in context, but they're out of context with it. The context is Genesis to Revelation. It has to match Genesis to Revelation or it doesn't work. If you can, if you can make it match five different places, but it, you find some place over in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Psalms, Proverbs, Revelation, I don't care where you find the verse. If you find some place where it doesn't match or something's wrong, you don't know what you're doing with that verse. And that's what you got to do. You stop a second and say, okay, wait a minute, Lord. There's something more to this verse than, than I'm getting. And what the Holy Spirit will do is he'll show you this and this and this, and you think you got it. I've had people say, I had a guy in here a while back. He, he's, he read the book of Revelation. Uh, Dr. Ruckman's commentary on Revelation. It took him six hours. I read the commentary of Dr. Ruckman's Revelation. I want to give this book to you. I'm like, I don't need it. I already got two copies. Keep it and give it to somebody else. Well, no, I want to give it to you as a gift. I said, I don't want it. I don't like taking stuff from many people, unless it's candy or, or jelly beans. Jelly beans are cool. I'll take them. But, or, or Snickers. Snickers. Man, they had, a Snickers, <laughs> they had a Snickers cheesecake in there Friday night. And I was like, ah, I was good, though. I actually picked something up and got sticky stuff on my hand. I was afraid it was going to absorb into my fingers. So I ran over and washed it right off. And I said, ah, get this stuff off my hands. But that Snick oh, the Snickers blizzard. I don't think I could pass Dairy Queen if they had Snickers blizzards. They quit making them, so I'm safe. But, but the Holy Spirit is, is guiding and directing us all the way through the Bible. And, and this guy comes up, and he's trying to get He said, I read it, I understand. I said, you're a moron, man. That thing is a lifelong, Revelation is a lifelong book. It is not something you read one time and you got it. You read it, and, and what I read 30 years ago and what I read today is the exact same words, the exact same phrases, everything else. But the Lord now throws some deeper meaning in that thing. So now that I'm 63, 64, I'm 65, but I'll be that this year. But now that I'm 65, it means more to me today than it did when I was 25 or 30. And, and when he said that, I'm like, you've got to be joking me that you think you actually think that, uh, Matthew 11. But, but that's, that's pride. That's foolish pride. Only about pride comes contention. Greatest verse, one of the greatest verses in the Bible. Uh, if you can never get that thing down between you and the Lord, uh, you'll find out that uh, I, if I get it, always get it between me and him, I've got the problem. I already know where the problem is. It's right here. It never is there. It can't be there. And, and it's not going to be anybody around me because you guys can't control my, my future. You can't do it. Uh, I, the Lord's going to do that. So if the problem exists, it exists right this way. It's a vertical problem. 
And uh, the Lord, Lord's cool about that. I like it. He's been dealing that way with me for 25, 30 years, and I wouldn't trade one bit of that. 25. At this time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, uh, O Father, Lord of heaven, 25, 11, 25. He goes, I thank thee, O, o uh, Father, Lord of heaven, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and has revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it, is, it seemeth good in thy sight. Uh, it goes to 27. All things are delivered unto me. That's exactly what Abraham is doing to Isaac. He's delivering all the stuff into his hand. All things are delivered unto me of my father. No man knoweth the son but the father. Neither knoweth any man the father save the son. And to whom the son will reveal him via the Holy Ghost. You can't do it. Go over to Luke 10. Can't be done. Brother, we live our lives and we think that we can do whatever we want, but uh, we're missing the biggest blessing. It isn't even that you're going to get hit with a brick. Who cares about getting hit with a brick? We're missing the biggest blessing that you could possibly ever have, and, and that's to watch God work in our lives and do things. Uh, and, and raise, to, I'm telling you, man, it's the craziest stuff in a book. It's, it's just a book. People say, oh, it's just a book. It's just a book. Yeah, you're right. It is just a book. It's a crazy book. I did, I've been doing this thing for 43 years, and people say, you're, I've had people call me a fool. Uh, I could have done six more years in the military and, and, and retired and got a full retirement, everything. Beth would have been on insurance the rest of her life, too. And, and I felt like the Lord told me to get out, and uh, I followed his leading, and I'm glad I did. Uh, and I, what I know, and the more, and he keeps opening your eyeballs up, one of these days, uh, my life is going to end, just like everybody else's ends. And anything that I could possibly do is going to be left behind and it's just going to be me in front of him, and that's it. Uh, and only what I, I can bring up there or what I've already set before up there, if there's anything there at all. And I'm sitting there going, Lord, we, in our minds, we think that tomorrow, I heard, a, I heard a, oh, Dave Ramsey the other day, I was driving and I flipped the radio on for a second to hear what was going on is Dave Ramsey, and he was talking uh, about something. And, and he, he's, he's like, well, you got to save this, you got to save this. And, and I think all those things are good. I wouldn't say don't do that. But, but if it's all you're doing is saving for this life, uh, then you get the, what's wrong today is all the young people, and I know we got a lot of young people in here, the way, and that's what they were talking about, these uh, buy now, pay later things. He said, you're crazy for doing that they're just, because you're going to buy now, pay later, but you're not going to pay for a while, so you think you still got some time not to pay, so you can go buy something else and pay later. And then pretty soon you're buying so much and paying later, then when the later comes, you ain't got what it takes to pay. And he goes there, he said, they're using young people to get this stuff because young people think, I, I got to have all this stuff. You will get it all in time if you just wait. Everything that your hearts desire, you'll get in time if you, well, maybe not everything your hearts desire, but you can, it, it'll come. Luke, Luke 10, Luke 10, 22. All these, all things are delivered to me of my father and no man knoweth the son uh, but the father and who uh, the father is, or, uh, but, the, but the father and who the Son is but the Father, and who the Father is but the Son, and, and he to whom the Son will reveal him. So you cannot, you cannot know, uh, I've, heard, I've heard Catholics say, back to Genesis, I've heard Catholics say, you, uh, the Holy Spirit does this, and, and my mom always tells me she's afraid of, of Jesus Christ, but she's not afraid of the Holy Spirit and God. I'm like, those are the two I'd be afraid of. Uh, Jesus Christ is the one who can save your soul, but you can't know one without knowing all of them. You can't, it's impossible. Uh, all three of them. Jesus, the Father leads you to the Son. I remember when I first got saved, I was sitting there, and 
And I tell people, I, I, he stopped me right there when Jesus was getting baptized, and Jesus was down in the water, and he just got wet, and the Holy Spirit, like a dove, came and was coming down out of the sky, and he stopped it right there. For a Catholic, that's everything. And I'm sitting here looking at that thing, and I'm, I'm just, in my mind's eye, I'm looking at it, and, and he goes, what do you see? It was just like the, the Holy Spirit inside my head. And I didn't know who I was talking to. I was just talking, and thoughts were going through my head, and I was thinking. And he goes, what do you see? I said, well, I see the Father in heaven, the Holy Spirit in the middle, and Jesus in the water. And, he, and it was like, the, the thought in my head said, what do you think the Father's thinking? And I'm, I mean, I'm just going to say what I thought. I said, well, if you come up here, you're going to throw me in hell. And it was like the Holy Spirit said, yep, pretty much, that's it. And he goes, what do you think the Holy Spirit's job is? I said, well, he's going to tell me that if I go up there, he's going to throw me in hell. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I was laughing. I was not upset. I was not mad. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit was giving me some light. And light never makes you sad. Light will thrill your soul. Even if you have to change, light will thrill. Darkness is what makes you mad. That's what upsets you. But I'm sitting there the whole time. I'm looking for a loophole. And he, and he, goes, and he goes, but it's in my son in whom I'm well pleased. And the Holy Spirit and the Father both testified to that thing. It's in my son. And Jesus is coming up out of the water. Uh, at this, this all matches. Revelation eleven fifteen. Satan tries to tempt Christ. Uh, he tries in Matthew 4, 8, and, and it doesn't work. He's going to give him the kingdom of the world. But in Matthew 4, 8, it's already, he's already got it. Or in Revelation, he, it's delivered to him anyways. Uh, Jesus already knows what the future holds. So for him, I mean, he could have, they say, he, I don't think he could have sinned. He still needed to be tempted. Uh, to be like us, because it says over in Hebrews, he was tempted such as we were, yet without sin. Uh, he was still all man, all God. He still had to go through what we went through to fill our infirmities so that, brethren, you can take anything to him at any given time. I'm not going to say everything's going to work out perfect all the time, uh, but I will tell you this, you'll have peace about it. You'll have peace and joy, and you'll go through some things, and when you go through it, you'll know you're with him, and it, it may still hurt, and you still may cry, uh, you may still feel uh, inferior inside, but it'll work, and the Holy Spirit will control that thing. 37, Genesis 37, or 24, 37. We'll get back to that. The Holy Spirit is the key to your life. It's just a perfect picture of the, of the Godhead. Uh, verse 37, and Eliezer starts saying, And my master made me swear, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife, to my son. He's very peculiar and particular about who you marry. Uh, he wants you to make sure, you need to make sure that who you're marrying is what the Lord wants and not your flesh. Uh, we in our country, they say four out of five marriages end up in divorce. That's Christian almost now. If you go into some of the other churches out there, it, just, it gets terrible. Uh, I mean, it's, and you say, what, what in the world happened? What happened? Well, they've been married 25, 30, 40 years. I'm, me and Beth have been married 30 years, 33 years. And I was like, oh, Lord. I said, I'm right there at that edge uh, by what they're saying. So I don't want to be one of the 40 percenters. Well, I don't think I will be because I waited and waited and waited. And the Lord gave me the one that he wanted me to have. And I'm, I'm perfectly happy with that. But if you don't watch out, what you'll do is you'll make a decision based on flesh. And, and here recently, another one, one other one went down similar. Uh, you, young men, you need to know what your future holds for you, what, what your direction in life is. You need to know that. Uh, if you know exactly which way you're headed and what your goals are in life, I got, I got a guy that I'll probably, I mentioned in, in Sunday school, but uh, he had 127 goals when he was a kid. And uh, before he died, I think he had like 100 and, 119 of them accomplished. Uh, and you'd say, well, that's stupid. 15 years old, he sat down and wrote those things out. Uh, he knew, and now... 
I'm not saying write your goals out and then uh, accomplish each and every one of them, but you should have a direction in life where you're going. uh, 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 For 12 years old, I wanted to be an electronic technician. I knew what I wanted. I just didn't know how to obtain it. I kept trying and trying and trying and trying and trying, and I couldn't. I never quit. It's called stick-to-itness. You don't quit. There is a way. There is a way. If you keep trying long enough, there's a way. And I tried from 12 to 22, couldn't do it. I, I was about ready to give up. And then, boom, the Navy took me in and gave me everything I wanted. And, and it's, but it was at the right time is when I needed that, exactly right then and there. He said, and my master made me swear, saying, that thou shalt uh, not take a wife to my son of the daughters of, the, of Canaan in whose land I dwell. Come out from among them, be ye separate, said the Lord, and touch not the unclean. Be not unequally yoked. My mom and dad, my, my mom's Catholic, my dad was Church of God, and you talking about living Hades. That's a, that's a Greek translation. That's, all the new Bibles will say Hades, but really, if you go into King James, it'll say hell. But, uh, but it was a living hell, man. The whole time, I can't ever remember one time my mom and dad were ever, not once where they were happy. Not once. He, he wanted to be a drunk, and I guess he didn't even care about being in Church of God. That might be become, why he became a great drunk. I have no idea. If I had to live with my mom, I love my mom. I've told her the same thing. If I had to live with her, I would be a great drunk too. Uh, I'm telling you, it's, you, you get so unequally yoked that, that all of a sudden your life becomes yours and it's not yours because when you become married, you become one, not two, one. And it's a, it's a physical join, but it's also a spiritual join. And that thing it is not easily broken. It's just not easy. Uh, you got to realize that, hey, I, uh, this is what I chose. This is, so you ought to know what you're choosing before you choose it. Uh, be honest, you, first of all, you ought to know who you are. Abraham said, no, i got to have a daughter. I can't. You're racist. I'm not racist. I'm just telling you God is particular about who he wants to be with his son. And he's particular. So you know what? For you, you had to get saved. And he had to change you to be what you're supposed to be to be his bride. You are not going to get to heaven any other way. Nobody's going to get there. You got to go through the Calvary. You got to go through the blood that shed at Calvary. You got to go through Jesus Christ and you got to get to Calvary that way. There's no other way. He says, I'm looking for a bride. Now you're talking about racist. God's the greatest racist. If if there's a racist, uh, he's the greatest one in the whole wide world. Uh, I I still haven't figured that thing out. How come one side can be racist, but the other side can't be? I haven't figured that one out. Somebody's going to have to somebody explain that to me. Where I can, oh, oh, maybe it's a democratic thing. Only them. You can only stand it if you understand that. I have no idea. But anyways, <laughs> he says of the daughters of Canaan. See, we we have been we have been brainwashed to think that if you say anything about anybody else, you're wrong. I'm telling you what the Bible says. The Bible says queers are wrong. And queers just cover everything. I mean, the L G B Q T R A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P. I mean, it covers the whole thing. They're wrong. They're wrong. They're wrong. And God will show you that one day. But people don't get that. They'll think, well, you're mean. I'm just telling you what God says. Can they do what they want? Yeah, it's a free world, free country. They can do whatever they want. But as a Christian, we should stand up against that in our own lives and not let that affect us. If it does, we're in trouble. Uh, I've got relatives that are of that persuasion. And I'm telling you, it's just, it's, uh, I have to protect my family. I, I told my wife what I thought. Uh, have you got a problem with what I'm talking about? It's just kind of weird that right now I'm talking about something and you ding the bell. Anyways, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, okay, I'll read a couple more verses. I'll quit. I still got a minute. No, I don't. <laughs> you wasted my minute is what you did. He says, uh, he says uh, verse 37, I'll stop here. And, and my master made me swear. So the Holy Spirit is doing exactly what he's told to do, and he's not going to change it, saying, Thou shalt not take a, uh, take a wife to my son of the daughters of Canaanites, in, in whose land I dwell. Now, that's where Abraham's living. He's living in the land of Canaan, and he's not, and the Holy Spirit told him, the, the Abraham said, No, I want, a, and that's where Abraham got Rebekah. I want a, a wife for him out of that land. Uh, later on down the road, uh, uh, I, Jacob has, or Isaac has two sons, Esau and Jacob, and Esau gets in the stinking flesh, and he knows exactly what Isaac wants, and he goes out and marries the daughters of the land just to tick his mom and dad off. Uh, Jacob, on the other hand, lies to his dad, listens to his mom, gets in trouble, has to go away for 20 years, but he gets, gets his wives out of the land over there where Isaac got his. Uh, God is particular about that bloodline that Jesus Christ comes down. He's very particular about it, and he cares about it. So anyways, we'll stop there. Father, thank you for your many blessings today. Thank you for uh, just another passage in the Bible, Lord, that shows us how much you love us and care, us, care for us, and, and we'll guide and direct our steps and open our eyes to the Word of God, uh, Lord, that uh, we can use it uh, on a daily basis. Lord, there's some in here, that, uh, myself included, that one day we may be by ourselves out there somewhere, and we need to walk uh, with you and talk with you. To get through this world, Lord, I just pray that you'd open our eyes and guide and direct us. Again, thank you for that. Bless the morning service, and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.